0: Dice Trolls. Dragons <laughs> Dad Welcome to Dad Venturous. An a Dad and Daughter actual play podcast. Um I'm the daughter, I'm the player.
1: And I'm the dad, and I'm the Dungeon Master. And today we're going to continue on our journey into the world
0: of... Elsewhere.
1: Elsewhere, exactly. In that voice. (laughs) (laughs) And um, uh, where we left off, you had kind of finished up a bigger mission in the scrape, right?
0: Yeah. I got a job contract from, um, from Theodora. Mm -hmm. The human, did we decide?
1: She's a human, yes. Okay. 100% a human. Okay, definitely a human. You (laughs) tried to trick me into thinking she was a half-elf or something, but she is a human. (laughs) I said it first, and I checked my notes.
0: To go and get really, like, big, wild magic items from places.
1: Yep, basically. (laughs) Yeah, jumping right into that. Theodora is one of Gunther's old rummager crew members. She kind of told you that they used to run in a crew together years past.
0: Years and years ago. (laughs) Yes.
1: And that Gunther, as well as Theodora, have kind of stopped the normal rummager occupation. But Theodora herself is a bit of a researcher. And one of the things she's researching is what's going on in the world with these wild magic storms roaming around. She has been researching the idea of these things she's calling surged artifacts.
0: An artifact of great power.
1: Exactly. I don't
0: remember if that's a quote or not.
1: <laughs> it's a quote now. <laughs> a <laughs> From me. Daughter special <laughs> quote. So Theodora kind of talked with you and Maud about being her agents in a way, being her personal rummagers to go out there into the world and to find these surged items, communicate back with her, maybe get them to her somehow, because the first thing she noticed when she came or when you came out of the scrape was that that projector that you found was very special
0: that projected a marvel movie <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: we'll call it Marvel. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: it's totally different yeah and it also seemed to do what when you press the power button
0: it attracted wild magic storms but when i pointed it at the scraper is it Shut down the smaller ones and slowed down the biggie one.
1: It did. It did. And the scrape. It crops. didn't necessarily attract wild magic storms so much as seemed to create a wild magic storm yeah. inside the scrape and around it. And that intrigued Theodora quite a bit. She was, she wanted to buy it from you. And so she bought it from you and Gunther. And at the same time.
0: I got so much gold. You got so much
1: gold. <laughs> And at the same time, like you said, she set up a job contract with you and Maud to go out and find more things. And she told you a little bit about a place called Coaster Chaos.
0: rolling co- With rolling coasters, as Kia will call them, and will not be corrected.
1: <laughs> okay, rolling <laughs> coasters. Theodora gave you the rundown that her readings, her research had showed her that there was potentially a surged artifact here at this Old past world amusement park. The other important thing that happened in last episode is, uh, Flippit. Most of Flibbit himself, uh, he came out and, uh, he, uh, used a little bit of magic, didn't he?
0: Yeah. He, 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 he what did he do? He, he healed he me.
1: Because we talked about this at the beginning, but Kia, as wonderful as, uh, the character is, is a solo character and in these duet situations it's much better to have a teammate so out of game flibbit the flump will be our sidekick well your sidekick (laughs) our sidekick your sidekick (laughs) he'll be my target practice (laughs) because i'm gonna hit him with bad guys oh dear (laughs) (laughs) no but uh flibbit is a Flump. he's cute he is very cute i'll a probably Lumph. post up an image of flump and the stats for him on the so people can see yeah but he's also running as a spellcaster healer sidekick uh, which is some stats from one of the modules so he'll have a couple spells he'll have a couple flumpy abilities and he'll op- operate as a sidekick he'll also be offering kia help as an action a lot to give yeah. you advantage
0: on stuff, hopefully. Exactly.
1: And so, the last thing that happened last night was you guys were thrown a feast. Gunther cooked up a huge meal for everybody, and you guys had a fun time chatting with Theodora. Maude was there. Some of the townsfolk, like Callie, the weird elf lady, were there. <laughs> uh, maybe the guy who runs the inn came over, and it was a it was a pretty big deal. Some of the um, Ambassadors were there that had came through and purchased things from you guys. Past World Plunders was feeling, for the first time in a long time, back to the good old days, making money. Everybody was in good spirits. Actually, all of Map's Edge seemed like they were having a good time last night. The party Yay. actually ended up probably being a lot bigger than you expected.
0: <laughs> I want. I have one question. Okay. How late did I stay up?
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> Easily, like, midnight 30. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so we find ourselves now waking up from a night of revelry and excitement and screaming and games. Screaming? Yeah, you know, like cheering, oh. etc. cetera. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to say it's probably the crack of 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs> the sun is already up in the sky and you probably groan your way up out of off your pillow, probably a drool patch nearby. <laughs> And uh, you wake up for the day. Yeah. And the only thing you know is that Gunther told you that today he wanted to talk to you before you got off on your journey, and he wanted to send you on your way with some things.
0: Some things. Yeah. I still don't know what those things You'll are. You'll have
1: to go talk to Gunther and find out. So, Where's the sun is Flippet? high in the sky. The day is beautiful. Flibbit probably slept in your room. Uh, do Flumps sleep? That's a question for the audience to answer, maybe. I... I'm pretty sure they do. Do they float? Yes. Okay, so he hovered in the corner with his large eye stalks closed and he made soft little. (laughs) That's the sounds he made all night, like Hmm. a soft little noise machine. And that's where you are now. (laughs) And Flipbit probably goes. ah, Good good morning.
0: Good good morning. Yeah, I
1: agree. That was quite the party last night. I'm not, um, I'm not used to being, um, fun.
0: You're not used to fun?
1: No, not really. I mean, normally we, um, we sort of don't have a lot of fun in the, um, caves where I live back home.
0: Sounds miserable.
1: Uh, to each their own. There's lots of thoughts to eat upon, and that's pretty fun.
0: So you do... So you do have fun sometimes. Well,
1: sure, I have fun sometimes, but not like that. That was a whole different kind of fun.
0: I see. I think Kia wags this in her brain to like at uh, one to eventually like help help flip it have fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wonderful. All right, uh, and uh, yeah, so the day is yours. You have your your meeting with Gunther.
0: I think I. Probably just go to go to Gunther because I wanna I wanna go out and explore below.
1: Wonderful. So <laughs> you come out of your room and you and Flibbit start making your way down and you probably smell the delicious smell of like baked in wow <laughs> <clears throat> bacon eggs, pancakes, or flapjacks as we call them here <laughs> in elsewhere. The flappiest jacks <laughs> the around. The
0: flappiest jacks around. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: And uh, Gunther's whipping up a meal. And it's just Gunther there. The rest, everyone else is gone. But you go down to the kitchen and there's old man uh, tortle, Gunther. Uh, hello, Kia. Good morning. How are you feeling this morning? Tired? Why, oh, uh, <laughs> yes. I even stayed up quite past my old man Turtle bedtime last <laughs> night, I think. So... Good for the bones every now and again, to get a terrible amount of sleep. <laughs>
0: Good for the bones? I think so.
1: <laughs> and oh. he tosses a plate of bacon and eggs your way. Tosses it? Yeah, he slides it across the table.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: he's looking energetic. He looks like he's feeling great. And uh, yeah, he had a great day yesterday in the shop.
0: Yay. Um, I think Kia probably starts with the bacon first because she's a cat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Perfect. This is the stuff our listeners want to hear. What order of food do you eat your imaginary breakfast?
0: I think um...
1: <laughs> so. Bacon.
0: Um, I think bacon, bacon, eggs, waffles. Yeah, so. I
1: actually would have to. You gotta save pancakes for last. Yeah, it's the best thing. And so Gunther sits down with you, and I would say he even like puts a plate in front of Flibbit, and Flibbit probably like moves it around with those tentacles, and he's like, um. And he leans over to you and talks quietly and he's like, Gia, yeah, what's this flat piece of bread thing?
0: It's called a flapjack. You stick it in your mouth.
1: Do Do I stick it in my mouth? Yes. Whoa boy. I normally just eat feelings and emotions. I suppose I could try it. And he reaches up and he sticks a pancake in his mouth. First roll of the day. When you roll to see if it likes pancakes. <laughs>
0: We'll For say what?
1: A D20. We'll say 10 plus. He loves it.
0: 10 plus. He likes it.
1: Everything else. He's like, blah. 14. 14. He's like, oh my goodness. This is so. Is a flapjack? Yes. Oh my goodness. You know what's funny? I just had a e- realization. Yeah. Out of game. I'm pretty sure there's a flump named flapjack in like the spelljammer module. Yes, there is. So- uh,
0: I think it's Captain Flapjack.
1: That's funny, and I didn't even mean for that to be a thing, but (laughs) Flippit loves flapjacks. I like that. And so you guys finish up with breakfast, and Gunther goes off for a second, and he's like, no, Kia, I know you're going off on your journey today, uh, but I wanted to get you a going away present, so sit here, I'll, I'll be right back. And he waddles off to his bedroom for a minute.
0: Does Flibbit try the eggs and bacon?
1: Uh, I think Flibbit probably hates eggs and bacon.
0: That he loves the pancakes.
1: the pancakes. Pancakes, I like to think...
0: Flapjacks, sorry.
1: Flappiest jacks, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I like to think that flapjacks and pancakes are basically baked emotions and feelings.
0: Oh, because they're...
1: They're just cloudy and fluffy and sweet and syrupy. So that's my opinion (laughs) as the dad.
0: Um... As the daughter, I think that pancake slash flapjacks probably aren't baked emotions because we use pancake mix for that. But
1: <laughs> you don't know. Maybe at the factory they're putting in some dreams, hopes, and fears and anger in that pancake mix. Fear? I don't know. Who knows you what? I'd be it-
0: scared of a pancake.
1: <laughs> I don't know how what the conditions are working at the pancake factory. <laughs> Anyway, back to the story. Gunther <laughs> comes back, in, and then again, his turtle, his turtle body is uh, very wrinkled. He's got the, got the old man face, uh, and uh, and he 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 has a chest in his hands, like a like a old wooden chest. Mm. And he walks over and he sets it on the table, and he goes, Oh boy, well, it wasn't that good for my bones. That was quite heavy. Um. Now, Kia. You know I love you, and I only want the best for you, but I, I think I mentioned this last night. Yeah, I, when I was your age, I also left the home to become a rummager.
0: Yeah.
1: At a, right around the age of 12, and um, I'm going to give you something that my mother gave to me. And he opens up the chest, and inside is a Vest. A vest. A leather vest. And it looks gigantic for you. (laughs) And at the top of the vest, kind of tied around it, is a scarf. But it's like a really long, cool scarf that almost looks like a cloak off the backside. Oh. So it's like bundled up a lot and then it trails off the back, kind (laughs) of like a cloak. And he pulls it up out of the chest and he's way bigger than you. Yeah. He's a giant turtle man. And he holds it up and he's like, now this vest has uh, treated me quite well back in my rummager days. It's a bit of extra protection, uh, Hmm. if you will. My mother was, um, well, she was quite the whiz with some past world stuff herself, and she actually was able to use another item to make this scarf. And so if you would go to your inventory, Mm -hmm. you will see what I'm talking about. Gunther has handed you...
0: Gunther's vest.
1: Gunther's vest is a plus one armor vest. But then the other thing he added to you... The Scarf of
0: Shrouding. The
1: Scarf of Shrouding. Why don't you click on that and read what it does.
0: The cloak shifts color and texture to blend with the terrain surrounding you. While wearing the cloak, you can use it as a spellcasting focus for your druid and ranger spells. While you're in an area that is lightly obscured, you can hide as a bonus action even if you are being directly observed. Ooh.
1: Yes. And so he holds it up and he I'm going to say he, like, puts the scarf on uh, his own body. Yeah. And he walks over to the wall, and the wall is covered in pastoral tech stuff, and it's all very lumpy, and he's like, Okay, now, ready, watch this. And he puts the scarf up in front of him, gives it a little wave, and then he kind of blends in to the colors of the wall.
0: Cool. Cool. So I can still kind of see his outline, but yeah, it's like...
1: you're you you you're able to kind of see him because he you're you were looking right at him. Yeah, but yeah, the idea is that you, it's like a you know those suits that people wear, where they... it's called a ghillie suit, where it looks like foliage, and then you walk into the forest and you stand still against a tree and you kind of blend in. It's like camouflage. Oh, where you're not necessarily invisible. You're not magically hidden, yeah. But it's not a like cloak a... that probably like shifts colors and things like that to match the area around it and helps you hide. Huh. So it's a little magical dingy, dingy. Cool. And so he hands that over to you, and it is massive. It looks like you could climb inside of it.
0: I so, say, um, this is a little big.
1: Oh, uh, it it is yes, no, but uh, but it's quite a powerful piece of best world uh magic. So. Put it on, put it on, and he he taps a little bit and he says, hey, "Watch this."
0: I put it on. <laughs> yeah,
1: so you got to put it on, and it basically slips over your entire body, and uh, your arms are stuck inside, and it feels like you're standing inside of a tube. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it starts glowing with a soft energy, and the whole thing like, and shrinks up.
0: Say my arms were
1: inside. <laughs> yeah, I'll say your arms get trapped, but it's not like it's permanent, Yeah, it's just sizing you up and so your arms get trapped and you have to wiggle them out and then the vest fits you perfectly Ooh. and the scarf is around your neck, very cool, and then yeah, one side it's like a one-shouldered cape, basically Cool. Uh, fluttering in the breeze behind you.
0: Wait, there's a breeze <laughs> inside of the shop?
1: The uh, shop was, was open stall doors, remember? Oh, right <laughs> totally. So, and uh, yeah, so that's what Gunther gives to you to go try out Yeah So he sits down and he kind of puts his hands across the table to like take your hands. And he's like, now Kia, I I just want you to know that I will be very worried about you on your journey, but I have the utmost faith in your abilities. And I just wanted to take a moment to talk to you if you had any questions about my past as a rummager. I know you haven't gone out into the world yet. Uh, but this is the age for it, and um, and yes, I've I've I know I've kept some things from you, admittedly, but now's the time for you to to learn these things. So, is there anything that you need to know uh, before you go on your journey? And you will remember too that Theodora talked to you a little bit about Gunther being quite the rummager back in the day with his wife, yeah, Tilda. Do you remember that? Yeah. And so Theodora, Tilda, and Gunther were all part of a, gr- a crew,
0: along with the guy that died.
1: Exactly, a guy died, and then also they did everything all across the continent. So if you have any questions, now's the time. Otherwise, I think mostly what's happening here is Gunther's getting a little bit emotional, mm-hmm. and he's thinking about things, and he's and you probably see little watery eyes, and he's.
0: Wait, can turtles cry?
1: Tortles can.
0: Tortles can.
1: A hundred percent. Tortles can cry. Okay. Look it up, folks. D and D facts. <laughs> but I'm saying yes. In my world, they can.
0: Okay. What? What did you find as a Remger? Where did you go?
1: Oh man, we. Oh boy, we found so many things. We. We worked for various uh, towns over the years, uh, Scarlet Hill, way up north. We did a lot of work for them. Uh, this was in my very big youth. Uh, that's where I met up with, um, well, with, with Zach. Zach? Uh, yes. Uh, unfortunately, he was a member of our crew as well, but he passed on in a mm, specifically deadly wild magic storm.
0: Oh, that guy.
1: But yes, we ran for, for years together as a crew. Uh, me and Tilda met uh, soon after that, and um, Theodore uh, came in as well. And, and yeah, we ran for a while. We found all sorts of things. Oh boy, back then we were quite the team, if I do say so myself.
0: Where did you ever go to, go to the big cities, like like Athon? and
1: Yeah, and actually Scarlet Hill is bigger than Athon. Oh. But Athan, he's like, oh, yeah, no, we spent some time in Athon as well. And uh, the road there, which it sounds like that's kind of where you're heading, was west, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit dangerous, so you'll have to be careful out there, I think. And um, we, we did it all to an extent. We never did make it to the island uh, to the east. Uh, it's called Far Flung Tower, I believe. We never did quite go out that far. There's, there's a tower there. There is, yeah. No, no one really knows what its deal is. It's been there for as long as anyone can remember.
0: Does it? Is it past world, or does no one?
1: I don't know. I've never been. I'm sorry. Huh. Yeah, and so he probably reminisces about some of the jobs they did. Maybe a particularly like sketchy job where. Tilda and Theodora had to sneak in to a ruin and him and Zack had to like run off and distract a bunch of scrapers and that kind of thing. And He <laughs> he like regales you with the tales of his past. At the end he probably goes oh wait there's one more thing I, I want to give to you. Wait 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 wait. And he runs off and he goes into his room and I'll, can you roll a perception check for me?
0: A perception check? Yeah. Hmm. 22.
1: So I'll say that you like lean over and you see into Gunther's room and he has a painting on the wall of Tilda. Oh. And you've probably seen this before. I don't know. I don't think we've talked about it no. Yeah, But Tilda was a gone or a rabbit folk lady. Oh. Just because I thought it was funny. <laughs> Turtle in the hair. Oh, no. nice. She's got like a hood up in the picture and a big smile on her face. You know, you, you know enough that he talked about this to you, but Tilda passed away a long time ago just from being sick. He hasn't ever been very specific about things because it was before you were brought into the picture. Yeah. But I will say that you peek in there, you see him looking at this painting. Maybe he reaches up and touches her face a little bit and you see him kind of hang his head. And then beneath the painting is a tiny little box and he opens it up and he pulls out something golden. And he rushes back in and he sits back down at the table and he hands to you a little pin that's got two little wings on the side and in the middle, a shape of kind of like a metal bird, if you will, pointing off to one side. It's an airplane. <laughs> They're little, an airplane wing pin. You know, oh, you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. He hands you an airplane wing pin, but you don't know it's an airplane. No. <laughs> and he goes, okay, here, look. This was Tilda's. And he slides it across the table. You pick it up and you immediately feel this hum of past world energy from this as well. Yeah. You pin it onto your vest and you feel that if you were to tap it, you have this feeling that you'd be able to move like the wind. Oh. And so basically. As fast as an airplane? No, not as fast as an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, for the out of game reasoning, Kia is level three now and has picked which subclass
0: for your. Horizon Walker. A
1: Horizon Walker Ranger, right? Yeah. And so the ability that this pin is allowing you to do is your Zephyr Strike. Ooh. But it's from Tilda, Boo-boo. and Tilda's little pin helps you do your Zephyr Strike ability. Well, I guess this is it. And he starts getting a little teary-eyed, and he's like, "You're just, you're just. I'm just so proud of you." Uh, and he starts crying. And give him a hug. Oh, I probably, thank you. Can
0: I wait? I have one question. It's kind of off topic. Can I reach all the way around him, or is he? <laughs> is his shell too big? That shell's way too big. Okay. Um,
1: but you probably hug his head, <laughs> <laughs> and you could reach all the way around his big old turtle head. Yeah. All right, and he's sitting down, so you run over and get him a hug, and he's like, Oh, I'm gonna miss you. You must promise me, and he gets all serious, you must promise me, Kia, you be safe, and, and I want you to be careful. And he looks at Flippit, and he says, And you, creature, you keep her safe, okay? I don't want anything to happen to my Kia. Uh, uh, and he starts crying again. <laughs> yeah. I think
0: I'd say... No promises, but I'll be try to be safe.
1: all right I, I suppose I, I know how rough it could be out there. Well, here's the, what's gonna happen while you're gone. I have agreed to help Theodora with what with her research with her research she's going to post up here for the time being until you and Maud return and I'm going to help her. You know it's been a little a few years since the myrama days but I I deal with a lot of past world tech and so maybe I can be of help
0: that that's good. Um, how will the how will the shop fare? Do you think?
1: Oh, I'll, are you fine? I'll run the shop still too. I'll just I'll see maybe if one of the uh, boys over there at the inn can help me out.
0: Ah, huh, okay.
1: But it's time it's time for you, I think, to to go out there and help us figure out what's wrong with the world, and learn how to be a proper rummager. I think Theodore said she was going to get you your license. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Okay. That's wonderful.
0: I place my hand on his shoulder. Okay. And I say and say eat your cupcake. It'll make you feel better.
1: what do you mean a cupcake?
0: The cupcake that
1: that I put on your desk. Oh, you did. That's right. You left me a little goodie bag is that from Kelly? Yeah. She makes the best cupcakes. And uh, he runs over and uh, snatches up cupcake and eats it stained with tears (laughs) as you as you move on i will say you go to leave the shop and you see maud and theodora outside
0: Mm, i um go over to are they talking
1: yeah they're talking
0: okay just go over i mean i want to
1: yeah yeah as you approach you hear them basically just talking about where maud is going to be heading off to maud was going east to briarport in a place called the retail ruins Ooh. Yep, and there was also apparently a surged item in that area
0: because we're each going for a surged item
1: yep and so you guys approach and Theodore's like alright now so head east you cross the river you go past the peak there and you'll find yourself in retail and Mod's like yeah I know I'm, I've been to retail ruins I know <laughs> this ain't my first rodeo lady <laughs> and uh, she's and Theodore's like well I was just being you know that's kind of what you approach."
0: approaching <laughs> Um when when will we be going?
1: Oh, oh hello Kia. <laughs> uh I have something for you. And she pulls out of her pocket a piece of paper in an envelope yeah. and she says, "Now, this is just temporary until you get back. But I contacted a contact of mine. That sounded weird. <laughs> and they agreed that you will be getting your license probably by the time you come back with my surged artifact. And she hands you this piece of paper, and on it it says, like, Temporary rummager License for Youth Kia the Tabaxi from Map's Edge. (laughs) And it's very clearly just a written piece of paper that Theodora probably wrote. Yeah. uh, So she must have the authority to give you this temporary thing. Huh. And uh, is the floating dude coming with you?
0: Um, yeah. Perfect. I don't let... Flippet agree to this at all?
1: Flippet's, uh, 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 yes. Yeah, no, 100%. We're <laughs> going together. We are a team. Me and Kia. And he, like, sidles up to you. <laughs> and, uh, has a little piece of pancakes stuck to his mouth. She looks at you both and she says, alright, well, ain't nothing saying you can't go whenever you're ready. Coaster chaos to the east. Not too terribly far away. Not too terribly safe. But I think you'll be fine.
0: Do you know... How do, I, how do I get there? Do I just go east on the road?
1: Or sorry, I, did I say east? I meant west. Mod's going east. Yeah. You're going west. I'm sorry. West is Coaster Chaos. It's not too far out of town. It's about, oh, I'm going to say it's about maybe a day and a half to get there. So you will have to find some place to camp on your way. Yeah, it's about a day and a half west of here on your way towards Athon. Okay. And you know that Athon was about three days away okay so it'll be that your first time having to sleep
0: pretty far away
1: it's kind of dead center things. yeah yeah exactly it's a it's a travel city or it's a travel hub yeah and so it'll be your first time having to sleep on the road
0: I think Kia's very excited and probably since she's so excited probably like doesn't tell a bit about the pancake
1: <laughs> Poor Flippit. <laughs> and uh, and Theodora kind of pats you both on the shoulders. She's like, don't forget about them sand and stone walkie-talkies. As soon as you figure out your items, I want to know about it, and I want to know what they do. And once you get there, I want to know what's going on okay. with that item. Got it? Got it. Perfect. And Theodora moves off. And for a second there, it's just you and Maude chilling.
0: So... Um, I've, on my way, I'll follow your, that map you gave me.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, good. I was going to remind you anyway. That cache I was talking about, it's on your way out west. You'll probably get there before you get to the amusement park, but I bet I think it takes about a day to get over there. Okay. What you are going to look for is a giant rock.
0: It's like, <laughs> that's, I i mean, there's lots of giant rocks. Okay, okay like, let me rephrase,
1: let me rephrase. You're heading on the road towards Coaster Chaos. I've been past that amusement park. I haven't been in it myself. I know where it's at. North side of the path, you're going to find a boulder that stands out amongst a field of other boulders. I know how it sounds. It sounds like I'm crazy. But basically, you're going to see a whole field of rocks, whole field of boulders. And one of them is going to look quite a bit different than everything else. And it's going to be about three times as tall. Okay. It also has a tendency to sparkle with the rising and setting sun. It should be pretty easy to spot. Okay. And she looks left and she looks right and she leans down to you and she goes, no, listen, I'm not going to tell you about it now, but when you get to that field, you call me on that sending stone and I will tell you how to get into the cache. Okay. It's not just mine. Other people use it. Okay. Be respectful.
0: So if there's anybody else there, what would I do slash say?
1: Oh, don't worry. The rest of the people to use that, they're good friends of mine. Oh, okay. You just tell them Maud sent you and that what's in there right now is is up for grabs for you you'll be fine. Okay. Chances are, though, I don't don't think, and I don't think you'll run into any of them. They're all, they're not as active as they used to be. Okay. My old, my partners. But you call me and we'll chat about how to get in.
0: Sounds, sounds good.
1: And she looks you up and down and she goes, you look ready, kid. How do you feel? Excited? Excited? And scared? (laughs) So did I my first time. And she gives you She reaches out her hand and her left fist (laughs) for a rummager handshake. And you guys do a hearty handshake. And she pats you on the shoulder. She goes, all right, best of luck. See you in a couple days.
0: Best of luck to you as well.
1: And as she walks away all cool and epic looking in her elven form, Flippa goes, "Uh, bye, (laughs) mod. And she pauses and then just keeps walking. (laughs) And as she walks away, you find yourself looking on the road to the west, at a map's edge. Out beyond is kind of like fields of tall grass? Tall grass, barren kind of not wasteland, but yeah, it's sort of like grasslands. And you yeah. came out here a little bit to fight that surge beast.
0: The, the pass out bug.
1: The pass out bug, um the other day. To the west, you know that the colossal cliffs continues all the way to the ocean. To the east, the colossal cliffs continue all the way to the other ocean. The colossal cliffs on your, you know, south of you are massive. And we haven't talked about it in a little while, but basically imagine like three mile high cliffs. Yeah. As tall as a mountain peak that are going straight up. Nobody goes above the cliffs. Because they are just sheer rock face.
0: You can't really climb three miles.
1: No, it would be crazy. And so, Map's Edge is nestled next to the scrape amongst the colossal cliffs, and these roads lead away. You know that Athon ultimately is a little bit northwest? Yeah. But the trail leads west at the beginning. Mostly very barren, sort of distant landscapes. Kind of like Arizona. Or Utah, <laughs> for those of you people who know what we're talking about.
0: But not like, but not like dry, like... Not
1: dry, it's more grasslandy. Okay. And hi- there's hills like- and things. It's just, you can see pretty far out to the west. There's not a lot of forests or anything of that nature.
0: So more like Wyoming. <laughs> okay, sure, yeah. <clears throat>
1: like Wyoming. <laughs> and you... But with oceans. Yeah, eventually an eventually. ocean. Yeah, exactly. The road is open. Flip it leans up to you and it goes, well, I guess we're doing this, aren't we? Yep. Onward! Onward. And onward you go. We're transitioning into the next part of this journey, which is a little bit different than anything we've done so far. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful day. There's a slight breeze. The grass is rustling in the breeze. You see birds flittering by on occasion. You probably see... A flying scraper made of two records that it's flapping together (laughs) at one point. Uh, You probably see some stuff rolling in the hills that are machinery of some kind and crazy past world tech. Doesn't really notice you. It's just ambiently, there's things out there, okay?
0: Yeah. They're not, they're not uh, where it's kind of, they're not like guarding anything like in the scrape. It's more of like wild.
1: Yeah. Basically,
0: basically, wild scrapers.
1: There's stuff out there. I also, you probably pass by like the ruins of an old suburban neighborhood, and you pass by a old grocery store, but half of it has been torn apart and turned into like a waterfall or rock visage. And so, you have this mix constantly of this past world and your current fantasy world meshed together.
0: Would there, does the like the road? does it ever turn into like a broken up like road or anything because that would be easier
1: i think there's probably like a mile or two section that changes to road and then it's broken apart and turns back to dirt and then you have to cross a creek or two and then maybe it goes back to road again people of elsewhere have adapted to this pastoral stuff and they use it when they can for sure
0: yeah because like having a road even a part of a road would be easier than just having a to having to mow a trail through grass. Yeah, exactly. Through grasslands.
1: And as you're bumping along, I'll say it's been a couple hours of you and Flippit hanging out. And Flippit's like, well, I really thought this would be a little bit more exciting. We haven't really come across anything. Or, um, what, uh, how's, how's Kia doing down there? And he's floating next to you.
0: Um, good. It's, it's really pretty going out here. Like, I've never really gone past Map's Edge.
1: No, really? Never? Well, I shouldn't really talk. I also really haven't ever gone past my cave, <laughs> except for now when I'm here with you. So that's cool.
0: So it's new for both
1: of us then. To new adventures.
0: To new adventures.
1: You guys move along and we, or I should say I, the dad, the DM, the evil DM. Evil? <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> has this set up for you on days of travel when nothing necessarily story-wise is happening. I have an encounter table for you to roll on. uh hmm. And so I need you to roll a D8.
0: Oh, just a D8. Okay. Yep. Not 20 different encounters. Not <laughs>
1: this time. That is a D10, I believe. Yep.
0: Yep, I... it is. <laughs> four.
1: A <A4. laughs> uh, four. That's a terrible laugh. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are moving along. You're enjoying this beautiful scenery, there's a waterfall, there's a creek and uh, you start getting into like a little bit more rocky terrain. Not quite what Maude was talking about, but just rocky terrain. The sun's high in the sky. I'm going to say it's probably starting to set a tiny bit. You are moving along, and Flibbit's probably regaling you with a story he once had of a a particularly hairy adventuring party (laughs) that uh, took him in to fight a
0: dragon,
1: and he had to hide behind a rock while they fought the dragon. Did you help at all? Of course not. (laughs) It was a dragon. I mean, like... I mean, I might have healed one or two on occasion, but I never once saw the dragon. I hid behind a rock of the entire <laughs> time. I told you, I'm not quite, a, I'm not a fighter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'll be scared by a dragon as well.
1: It was terrifying. Anyway, and I would like you to make a perception check. 16. You see past Flibbit as you're looking at him and chatting with him, something move amongst the rocks. And then again. And you're starting to notice about three or four little spots where something is approaching. What I you yank
0: Flibbit down.
1: You yank Flibbit down to and the road. And try to... And as uh, Or
0: does it not work? Yeah, it's not going
1: to work because they rolled well on their perception. You yank (laughs) Flibbit down, and I'm going to say, right as you yank him down, something springs forth from the side of the road in the tall grass, right where Flibbit was, a tiny little dragon skin creature that's shorter than you, with a long tail and sharp (laughs) fangs and teeth. These are kobolds. Oh, no. And according to my uh, encounter table, kobolds... Try to steal Flibbit. So one of them jumps out of the grass, tries to grab in the air, and right where he, you yank Flibbit down, you narrowly dodge it, and the kobold the goes, and, uh, <laughs> and falls to the ground on the other side. And I need you to roll initiative. As Flibbit goes, dun,
0: dun. ooh, I got a nat 20.
1: Ooh, nice. So I got a go, 22. You are definitely going to go first, regardless. Suddenly, bursting from the tall grass is a small little group of five kobolds. Ooh. And they all have tiny little daggers and slings. And they are talking in a language you don't understand. And they're surrounding you guys. And they're all pointing their daggers at Flibbit, going. <laughs> and Flibbit's like, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> but you get to go first. And they did seem, at the very least, aggressive towards Flibbit,
0: But not to me? Well. They're not focused on They're me. not
1: focused on you.
0: I think I, um, I tell Flippit to, um, because can float. Yeah. He's a floaty he's a, flump.
1: He's a floaty flump.
0: I tell him to, can I, I He say, can
1: fly 30 feet.
0: Go up. Go up so they can't, so they can't jump you.
1: And he flies up into the air high. Uh, so they can't jump on him, but you do notice that they do have slings. That was a free action though, so what do you want to do?
0: Um, I think I probably want to. For how far away are these guys?
1: They're probably within 10 feet of you.
0: Okay. I think um, I pull out my short sword and go, no one messes with it.
1: Okay. <laughs> so you're going to try to like intimidate them?
0: No, but that was just my um, oh, battle thing. Oh, I want to okay. try to attack one.
1: Okay. And remember, you have some new level three fun abilities.
0: Yeah. But, I, but casting something like Zephyr Strike is an action, right?
1: I don't know. Uh, Read it. I believe it's actually a bonus action to cast Zephyr Strike.
0: Oh, it is. Actually.
1: Okay, so click into it and tell us what Zephyr Strike does.
0: It says you move like the wind. Until the spell ends, your movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. And once before the spell ends, you can give yourself advantage on one weapon attack roll on your turn. That attack deals an extra 1d8 force damage on a hit. Whether you hit or miss, your walking speed increases by 30 feet until the end of that turn.
1: Okay, so you could cast that and move and not take opportunity attacks and, like, go towards one guy and try to hit him extra hard or something like that. That's how that works. Okay. You choose when to actually use the attack, which ends the spell, but in the meantime, your movement speed is doubled. <laughs> so you can... I have 60
0: feet of you movement. You
1: can friggin' fly along. Tell me what it looks like when you activate Tilda's old pin.
0: I probably... hmm, I, I like, tap it. Okay. And it
1: goes. It kind of. And then you say, "Beam me up, Scotty." No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> we need more power, Captain. <laughs> so you tap the pin.
0: I tap it, and I think I and I think it kind of grows and has and flashes a little like airline symbol, I guess. Okay. Um, that disappears, and then I have the wind at my back to kind of go real fast. Okay.
1: So like you tap it and like an air, airplane like appears, symbol appears in front of you and like wa- and, like we'll say it like goes through you. Yeah. And then suddenly you're, you feel like you could go pew, 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 super fast <laughs> and there's airstream behind you. Okay. So go ahead. There are five kobolds.
0: Hmm. Five kobolds. Okay. I want to, um, they are surrounding me, you said? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I want to go for the one that tried to attack for a bit
1: Okay, I so think. there's one on the ground uh, next to you that is actually prone. Uh, so, not going to have a good time <laughs> when you attack him here in a second.
0: Yay! So, to that add a one 8 to my thing, but first I need to just see if it hits. I want to rush over and try to stab you. Stabby, stabby
1: stab. Um, let me real quick. I want to look at prone because he. I told you that he fell to the ground and went. Ugh. And so an attack roll against the creature has advantage. Uh, ooh yay! So you have advantage with your thing. Thank
0: goodness. Um, I got uh, so a fourteen with. I have a
1: eighteen. And eighteen is definitely going mm. to hit. So roll damage yeah. and then make sure you add that force damage as well, right?
0: Yeah. I have five plus, so seven damage.
1: Seven damage. What happens here as you strike down with your force of air, the air power that Tilda has granted you? um, Do you want to take this guy out? What do you mean? Lethal or non-lethal? But you definitely are going to knock him out one way or the other.
0: Okay. I probably, I don't think I want to kill him. Okay. I think I just want to, I probably, I whip my sword around Mm -hmm. and kind of like jump with this wind power and go bonk on his head
1: (laughs) okay okay so you leap into the air you feel this gust of wind launch you up into the air you feel like an airplane and then you come down with the hilt of your sword and thwack this dude gets knocked unconscious in one hit (laughs) And you do notice that the rest of these guys... All the kobolds look at each other and kind of... You can see the look of maybe a slight bit of fear in their eyes.
0: That guy's probably going to wake up with a headache.
1: (laughs) Uh, And now it's Flibbit's turn. So Flibbit has a couple abilities, mostly healing... Um, But he does have a very flumpy ability. And I think he'll use in this situation. (laughs) And so as he flies up, he goes, he is going to use his stench spray. (laughs) It's going to work a little bit differently than the stench spray that flumps have because he basically is using this like a cantrip. He basically, from underneath his body, shoots out a stench spray like a fart. And uh, (laughs) it launches down towards these guys. Is different. it AoE? No, it's different. I'm using it. it basically, I'm using it kind of like his cantrip. So it's just going to be for one dude. Okay. Uh, because I think normal I normal think flumps Again. can only stench spray once per day. Oh. They're like big one. This is like a focused stench spray. <laughs> A fart beam, if you will.
0: A focused fart. <laughs> a
1: focused toot beam, and he aims it down at one of the kobolds, and the kobold needs to make a dexterity saving throw to jump out of the way, which I did not succeed.
0: <laughs> Yay.
1: And we need to do 1d8 stench damage.
0: <laughs> That's the damage?
1: It's flibit's damage, or maybe it's, uh, we could call it thunder damage. <laughs> From the force of the fart. Equally, even though Flibbit is going, uh, I don't know what to do. He uh, releases a stench cloud so powerful (laughs) that one of the kobolds' eyes roll back in its head and it it passes out unconsciously on the ground. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And Flibbit also flies up another 30 feet, I think. So he's really high up in the air. The kobolds all look at the two downed guys and look at you, and they're going to make a roll to see if they're smart enough to run away. (laughs) They are smart enough. To run away. (laughs) To run away. So there's a kobold that looks at his friends and he looks at you and he looks at his friends again and he goes and he just bolts into the grass. No communication. And they all go "Ah!" and they all run into the grass high speed. Yay. And you have two unconscious kobolds at your feet, and Flibbit kind of floats back down. One very stinky. (laughs) One yeah, one very stinky, one knocked out. And he goes, uh, 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 oh my gosh, that was the most terrifying thing. I, well, no, that's not true. We did that crazy robot uh, chase scene. That was way more terrifying, but they tried to get me. I don't know why.
0: Maybe it's because you're a flump, I guess. I don't know. Oh, maybe they like, maybe. You
1: don't think they eat flubs, do you?
0: No, maybe.
1: Oh, uh, uh, no. And he, he starts like uh, getting all squiggly and I wiggly. I think
0: couples eat, eat like meat, but like about like i'm made of meat well yeah but i mean like (laughs) well yeah but i mean like things like cow meat and like like pork and
1: okay well i don't know if that makes me feel any better we should get out of here as soon as we can and keep going i don't want to get cobbled anymore
0: i agree i think i just leave the two on the road Did you want
1: to do any investigation or anything or no
0: I searched the unconscious one, but not the stinky one. (laughs) (laughs) You don't
1: want to get the stink on you. Okay, roll an investigation check.
0: I've already been stinky once.
1: And actually, I think Flibbit will probably give you the help action, because I've talked about that. Yeah. And I haven't done it yet. So he'll give you the help action in searching with his uh, abilities. Didn't matter. (laughs) Oh, okay. What'd you get?
0: Um, I got a 14.
1: Oh, that's pretty dang good. Uh, We'll say that on the... Body of the kobold, you find a scrawled image.
0: Of what? Oh, wait, on, sorry,
1: on what? On a piece of parchment paper. And it says, bring me food. But it's spelled like (laughs) B-R-N-G-M-E-E-E-E-F-U-D. And then underneath that is a really awful, terrible drawing of what you imagine to be an octopus. It doesn't look anything like Flibbit. Oh. But you imagine that uh, the Kobolds, whoever their leader is, their master is, wanted them to bring him an octopus and they just mistook
0: Flibbit as an octopus. As an
1: octopus. <laughs> and it's oh. terrible uh, drawing on the side there. That's um, kind of all you find.
0: I think I throw it into the into the grass.
1: Okay. So they don't have a don't have a continued thing for it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, no, sorry. I rip it up and throw rip it into the grass. Rip it up and throw it into
1: the grass. Okay, and Flip it's like, all right, Kiel, yeah, let's get out of here. And he's floating down the path.
0: Okay, I think I follow him. Okay. I don't do anything else with the kobolds.
1: <laughs> you don't do anything else with the kobolds? No. Okay, and you continue on, and we'll say a couple hours later, it's starting to get nighttime, and you find a nice little creek bed with a overhanging rock section. You. And uh, you can make your camp here for the night. Yay. Is there anything you want to do specifically in the nighttime?
0: Climb on top of the rock and see if there's a, if I can see like the border field at all.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You climb up to the rock. Go ahead and make an investigation or perception check.
0: Perception's my better one. Okay. 20, not natural.
1: Yeah. I'll say that you get up there high enough and it's, it's getting dark now, but there's just enough, you know, The failing light of the sun is shining towards you and you can see kind of maybe a mile down, maybe a little bit further, this tall rock and then this field of rocks. And you can see this tall rock glittering in the sunlight as the sun finally sets down. Oh. And you kind of maybe catch a glimpse of what Maude was talking about. And the sun finally sets and you set up camp and you and Flippit bed down for the night. Yay. And that's where we're going to end part one of travel episodes. And that's where we're going to end this week's episode of The Adventurists. Kia's finally out into the world. Yay. There's seven more fun options on my encounter table. Oh, no. That you might get <laughs> wait, to experience.
0: Wait, but the rock field is only like a mile away. When yes, but first.
1: you have to go back to Maps Edge, <laughs> so you'll have to roll on it again. Uh, I maybe have the some couple
0: will come back with the octopus, uh,
1: maybe. Yeah, maybe you might have to roll a four again. Oh, no, there's a lot more options. One of the things I think I wanted to point out as you are going along this way is that you do probably see also, as you're looking toward that field, to the south of you, along the colossal cliff edge, you see a pink Christmas tree forest. Hey! (laughs) uh, That from the very first episode, you saw a lake turn into a pink Christmas tree forest. And it's just kind of that reminiscence, that reminder, that although you had a pretty successful day and not much is out there, one thing you haven't come across yet too much is... A proper wild magic storm. So, yeah. to keep an eye out for that.
0: Wait. Can I tell if they're plastic?
1: Not from this distance. <laughs> they are pink, though. They are pink. Okay. Yes. Anyway, that is all for Dad Venturous this week. And we will see you all next time where we conclude Kia's journey to...
0: Coaster Chaos. Thank you. I forgot. <laughs> Hopefully... Flippet won't be mistaken for an octopus yet again.
1: <laughs> we'll find out. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Welcome to Dead Ventress Podcast Q&A.
1: Q&A. We have another question, don't we?
0: Yes. Yes, we do. This one asks, I don't really have any um, interest in acting. I feel silly doing it. Does this mean I can't play?
1: Oh, absolutely not. You can just be yourself.
0: Yeah. You can, like... You can literally, like, you can come up with a character and play them the way you would act, or just be yourself in a fantasy world. It yeah. Doesn't really matter.
1: Just try to make choices that your character would make, but you don't have to act it out. You don't have to have an accent. Yeah. You don't have to sound like Flibbit or anything like that. You can just do whatever you want, as long as you're having fun.
0: Yeah. It really matters if you're having fun or. Because, like, if you're not, then...
1: What's the point? Yeah. (laughs) Well, because, like, the D&D club, too, we have a lot of kids, you know, people that are jumping in their first, second, third game, they're not necessarily trying to become Blacks, the Barbarian Orc. Uh, They're trying to just be themselves and figure out how he plays. Yeah. But maybe one day down the road, they'll start talking like Blacks, the Barbarian. (laughs) I guess so. I don't know.
0: What the, what's a barbarian
1: it's a multi-class bard barbarian <laughs> <laughs> he whacks people with a cello <laughs> <laughs> sure. or a bass guitar oh man
0: Wah. um but yeah I feel like for Kia I sure she's a cat I'd make choices based on her catness but I'm not like doing any like voice stuff I'm not Having her emotions be like different from mine, she's just me as a cat. <laughs> yep,
1: an extension of you. I as a DM love doing poorly done voices. Mm-hmm. It's very fun for me, but it's not necessary. Even as a DM, you don't have to do that stuff either.
0: Oh, I've he- I've heard the uh, <laughs> the dwarf Sylvanian, uh, <laughs>
1: where all my dwarves sound like they're from a mixture of France and. Transylvania. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's everything for Q&A this time. Thank you all for listening.
0: And we'll see you next time on Dad Ventures q
1: right. We've reached the end of the episode. I just wanted to make a quick shout out to the folks over at Plus One to Gaming for giving us a platform for our podcast. Head over to their website at plus12gaming.com for tips, tricks, other actual plays, and some pretty cool content. You might find us on there as well.
0: Uh, Make sure to check us out on social media and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, see you next week. Bye! (laughs)